Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, great white dove, for moral resurrection. You'll find the power and purity in the moral resurrection of the Lord Jesus through your spirit, raising your spirit above your heart and the poles on your heart and to all the idols and the altars of Sodom and Egypt, Jerusalem below, and the underworld of Hades and death. When you snip all those cables and cords off your heart, you go from glory to glory. Don't you know that's how it works? Little children, keep yourselves free from idols. That's what holds you down spiritually because of your own immorality, which is idolatry. That's why the false prophet of Revelation has frogs coming out of its mouth because there's no spiritual fulfillment. So they always are full of secret sin. You'll find they drink alcohol, they debauch, they commit adultery, they get busted looking at pornography and they're in full-time ministry. And uh, they gotta have, you know, a net program on their computer to uh, steer them free from the temptations of the internet. Is that not true in like every charismatic church in the world? Yeah. Yeah, they put their pastors on guard. They have a guard on their web of what they can look at. Because they don't trust their morality because they're not God inside minded and no one's strong enough to overcome Jezebel. Delilah come around you with enough playboy penthouse and whatever smut Babylon can throw at you and any man will fall. Not the man Christ Jesus. <laughs> you sound like a pagan not even saved. Like you don't even know the Lord. No one's perfect. You're a lying demon. Christ is perfect. You just don't believe in Him, and that's why you're not saved from your own immorality. Immorality is a trillion-dollar business of the kingdom of hell in every nation. Immorality is what Babylon the Great is based on. Your revelry, your nightclubs, your alcoholism, you're going out to the bars, you're snorting of cocaine, you're smoking of marijuana, your plastic surgery, your Botox, all the stuff you do in the natural dimension that is vanity and the pleasures of the flesh is the city Sodom, <laughs> the city of the amphibians. Revelation says they're amphibians. The frogs proceeded out of the mouth of the red dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. It is written. And these are the frogs that perform lying signs and wonders, and they deceive the whole world. And there's still no spiritual fulfillment. And what does immorality have to do with the whore of Babylon? Everything. Because your hearts are still attached to the natural realm, and you don't have any real breakthrough in your own heart, and you just are caked in makeup of externalism, and you think you're the covenant people. Keyword, think. And we want you to be the real covenant people. We want you to be in moral resurrection above the dead ball in the body. So you have to actually do 
the change in the spirit, the change in your belly, which is the roots of your heart, the bowels of the nations, the underworld of the earth is the spirit life of the nations. Duh. Where do your hearts run down into? Where do your nations drink from? Hades? That's what secret sin is. That your heart is secretly connected to altars of demons in the underworld. I got secret sin. Jerking off to pornography. Drinking alcohol. Committing adultery. Even pride and self-righteousness and all the sins of religion is having your heart rooted in Satan's throne in the bowels of the earth called Hades. Now Jesus Christ holds the keys of death and hell, so this moral and spiritual resurrection will remove all that's in the earth. And everything that's in everyone's heart will be made plain. It is written. Why? Because we finally used the true keys of death and hell, Revelation 1.18, as normal Christians that aren't externally bewitched by Jezebel, the prince of the power of the air, with lying frog spirit signs and wonders, being completely bewitched as to become performers in a magic show of demons instead of a tree of life in the garden. Does a tree of life move when you whip it, when you beat it? Move, tree! We need you to perform, do works, look good in front of others. What of a tree, man? I was planted by God. Here's what the job of the Christian is to bear fruit that lasts. Bear fruit that lasts. That's one thing you have not done, charismatic church. You have not bared fruit, bar fruit that has last. You're very fickle, very shallow, very shallow, very superficial. And your love waxes cold so easily. All of a sudden, I don't agree with that doctrine and I have authority to murder them, choosing Cain over Christ every day. And these are Chandravakindriandri Christians and they're murderers, agreeing with Cain who murdered his brother because his sacrifice was of the flesh and his brother's was of the fruit of his lips. Cain offered meat, symbolizing the works of the flesh. Abel offered fruit, symbolizing the fruit of the mouth, living by the fruit of your lips, which is the glory, and not the flesh, which is the curse. Cain and Abel represent the two trees in the garden. <laughs> Do you live by the fruitfulness of your lips, by speaking life, having everything you say, because everything you say is God's will, and if you speak according to God's will and God's word, you'll have everything you say every day. But if you're a liar and a cheat and a crooked, evil heart, you'll never get a single thing you say. You have to resort to trading on altars with demons and murdering people to get rich in Babylon. And that's what millions of millionaires have done. I look at some of these people, and I'm in love with them. So don't misunderstand me. I'm in love, big time love. So much that I tolerate being spit on every day by wicked sinners. They torment me in divine righteousness continuously. 
and I'm looking at some of these millionaires. They're driving Rolls Royces, they're driving Bentleys. I'm around Ferrari Club, Lamborghini Club. I hang out in YZ. I'll hang out in the Yacht Club. I'll hang out with the poor, I'll hang out with the rich, I'll hang out with kings, I'll hang out with generals. I'll hang out with all humanity. We are no respecter of persons. But I'll be around some of these people and there's different degrees of how dead they are. And be assured, none of them are alive. <laughs> That's a fact, otherwise I'd be a liar like them. None of them are alive. And I've always looked at them and I've been in astonishment lately of how dead some of them get. To the point where there is no sensitivity to the full release of the richest measure of the Divine Presence. And I'm around people that are real dead. I'll hang around all kinds of wicked sinners all the time, just like Jesus, a friend of sinners. And these people can feel the presence. These people can enjoy the Lord Jesus coming out of me like rivers of compassion, rivers of holiness, rivers of love, rivers of creative power, rivers of glory, heaven on earth, jubilee. But I'll get around some of these people and they'll not feel a thing. And to me, who lives deep in Eden every day in the waterfall of the Father, as the Son of God, th to me that's a sign and wonder. How your heart could be so dead by serving money that you cannot feel, literally, the resurrection. And this isn't a small amount of resurrection. This is enough resurrection power, enough resurrection juice, spiritually and morally, of the Lord Jesus to raise anyone in the world from the dead. And to not feel that upward draft through the earth from the throne of grace and the Lamb on the throne in our bellies is a sign and wonder to me. People are saying, oh, you're a sign and wonder. That's, we're not signs and wonders. Your doubt and unbelief is a sign and wonder to us. How you could be so dead and crooked in your wicked, evil hearts that you can't feel the power and presence of God that is the perfect spirit of holiness that raised Jesus from the dead while we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we test it every day, so we're not delusional. I mean, it works amongst thousands, but it doesn't work amongst you because you are exceedingly wicked, you rich men and women of America. <laughs> you have fattened your hearts and your bellies in the day of the Lord. James chapter 5, it is written, Your riches fill all your heart where Christ should be. You're going to have to choose <laughs> God or mammon, but you can't serve both. When the rich young ruler came around the Lord Jesus, Jesus wasn't even after a tithe. He wasn't after a donation. He could care less. I mean, he was already a millionaire. He had a treasurer. It wasn't about that. He was in love with the young man. He had compassion on him. He didn't even tell him any revelation until he saw this kid was kind of serious about the kingdom. First, he's just like, you know, probably another flake, because <laughs> they're all flakes, doers of their own thing. And when this kid said, I have obeyed all the law, all the commandments since my youth, Jesus was like, whoa, this kid's kind of serious. Go sell everything you have and follow me. If you're a real 
serious like you say you are, you big talker, go sell everything you own and follow me. And don't even give it to Jesus. Give it to the leper colony or something. You know? I mean, that's how awesome the Lord Jesus is. He saw the kid's heart. The kid was a total fake. The kid had no inward transformation. It was just external. I'm looking good before others. How many of these little Pharisees do we deal with on a daily basis? Honestly, about 100 every day for 12 years. Sometimes 100,000, but I don't like exaggerating. More like 100. They're talkers. They're showers. They bring, they dress their kids up and their wives up and they go to church every Sunday morning and they look like Christians. They look, I mean, my God, if we could paint a picture of a Christian family, you'd be it. You'd be it. But then the Lord Jesus comes around, a real apostle, and we're like, step one salvation is of the heart. It has nothing to do with the flesh whatsoever, nor the brain. And it's like, do you even have an elementary foundation in your own spirit? And the rich young ruler had none. None. He didn't even have a foundation to build upon in his spirit. And that's why Jesus told him to go, sell, come, and follow. He couldn't do it. And he went away sad because he was very rich. (laughs) Is that not our first world problem? I mean, to the jot and tittle? That is the only problem in first world nations. And that's why Satan has tempted you with more riches, more wealth than any nation or any time in civilization. The current measure of wealth in the U.S. families combined, the net wealth is $975 trillion right now, is in Forbes magazine. $900 If you take all the families of the USA and you accumulate their net worth, their net worth combined is almost one quadrillion US dollars. That's a fact. Read it in Forbes. They love boasting about that stuff. They don't lie about that stuff. (laughs) And I said, you are rich, but you are actually poor. You Christians, and you know, a lot of Christians have millions of dollars. I know Christians in Turks and Caicos that have tennis courts and yachts. They'll still drink alcohol, but they thank Jesus for it all the time. And they're all externalists. They're all externalists. Even amongst the rich that are Christians, they're completely bewitched. You think they had gotten rich by wicked means, some of them by righteous means. It's not always so cut and dry. It is more complicated than just all the rich are going to hell. Because, I mean, Jesus hung out with rich people all the time, poor people all the time, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He had one of his friends pour $50,000 in cologne on his feet. Scholars say nard was worth $50,000 U.S. dollars in today's value. And Judas Iscariot instantly manifested the religious devil, the murderer of God, the Antichrist. And so that money could have been used for the poor. He didn't love. There's no love in his heart. He actually just wanted that for himself because he was a greedy devil. And to see someone waste it 
on a person he doesn't believe in, to him was wrong. And that's what's wrong with these religious people. They think giving into the glory of God is wastefulness. Because a Pharisee and a religious spirit, which is the problem with the world, the only problem, they don't actually believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in the Messiah. They're like the demons. They believe in God but shudder. The Bible says even the demons believe in Jesus and shudder. I mean, are the Christians are not exactly like the demons that are external? To be external and to have an external God is to be like the demons. That's why they're bewitched. To be bewitched is to be with demons. To be a wise virgin is to be with the holy angels. Jesus separated his followers, the living and the dead, by if they were God-inside-minded, wise virgins, or God-outside-minded, foolish virgins. He had dead followers. Judas Iscariot followed him for three and a half years, just like everyone else, and he was entirely dead inside. And you could see his God was money. So the separation between the living and the dead is serving the Messiah in your heart or serving the golden image of Babylon the Great of Nebuchadnezzar, Satan, which is money in your heart. That is the only thing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that separated the living from the dead. And there was no other example between heaven and hell mentioned by Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the Bible. You could only serve the Holy Spirit in your heart or money. There was no other God, no other option in His Gospel. The Gospel of God. It's huge rebuke because you think you can get away with idols. You think you can get away with having one foot in Babylon. But you're sucked dry by fallen angels. And when push comes to show and tribulation and pressure of the atmosphere comes upon you, more often than not, you serve mammon and not the Holy Spirit. You forsake the Holy Spirit thousands of times and then you come back after you're beat up by your own idolatry over and over. That's what going around the mountain is. Round and round, round and round, 40 years in the wilderness, getting bit by snakes, believing the serpent's lies. Maybe there's something there. And then you die again. You wander aimlessly in the wilderness, listening to the serpent, believing the serpent, bearing the serpent's fruit, and then you wonder why you have bad fruit on your tree. Change your hearts, and you'll have good fruit on your tree. Cross the river Jordan. Obey the Holy Spirit river, symbolized by Jordan. Amen. And the ark has already opened it up for you. Once and for all, his blood has been shed. His flesh has been torn for you to enter the Holy of Holies so you can live without the types and shadows of the wilderness, without the religious snakes of religion, without the serpents of the wilderness, without the types and shadows of Sinai, which is hell, not heaven. And it's very reasonable. You know, people are like, it's too hard. It's only too hard because you are so idolatrous and your hearts are so exceedingly wicked and you're not willing to change your hearts. That's the only reason why Christians complain to God and say it's hard. Because you're so evil in your heart. 
The Bible says this is our reasonable service. It's easy and light. For little children, for people that actually love God, this is so easy for me. The only thing that's hard for me is dealing with a bunch of whitewashed tombs that are hypocrites that never repent in their hearts. They only repent external. And they talk about the things they're doing. And they're talking about their little shows and their little knowledge and how they're blessed because of money. But the word blessed actually means to be spiritually protected. So when the fallen angel comes for your mammon-filled hearts, we'll see if you're blessed. And I hope you don't die. I hope you live. That's why I'm preaching this gospel to you. Because if you serve money, there is no chance you will go to heaven. You shall have no other gods besides Him. Who made you judge? God the Father. Judgment seat of Christ. High priest and apostle, Jesus Christ made flesh. Just a normal Christian, called the temple of the Holy Spirit. But you people don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. You think He's the religious demon out there, and that's why there's no fear of God before your eyes. That's why you follow Satan and not Christ in your church Christianity. It's true. Because Satan lets you do whatever you want. You think Jesus is going to steal your fun. All he's going to do is steal your demons out of your wicked hearts and your wicked, crooked minds. And he'd raise you up into heavenly places, into demon-free zones. And instead of being externally bewitched, you'd recognize the resurrection and the life within your bellies, blazing like a furnace of the seven torches. And there'd be no veil separating you from God. And you'd live in the Holy Holies as a normal Christian. This isn't advanced stuff. This is where you were born, in Zion. This is not a place you ascend to. This is a place you're waking up to as you cast off the death you've served because you've been serving demons and not God. It's true. <laughs> You're waking up spiritually and morally to being seated at the right hand of God. But you can go back and say, nah, I'm not going to wake up. And you close up your spirit and you get seven times worse than you ever were before you tasted the glory. And that's why many people that have started this journey with me are no longer with me. They close their belly up, their bowels of compassion. Their love waxes cold. And if your love waxes cold, you die. You die spiritually, you die morally, and then you die physically. And they usually go into madness and some kind of mental illness before that happens. I've seen it many times. A lot more times than I ever want to tell anyone about. The things we have seen in this world. Whew, let me just tell you. The spirit life of the nations is being revealed. And there is nothing more wicked than Christian hypocrisy. Christian religion. It was founded in the bowels of London. The Christian hypocrisy of Freemasonry. It was founded in the underworld of London. And it really is the root of what's wrong with the USA and every first world nation that the British Empire conquered physically 
and spiritually. Well, the British never conquer, conquer, conquered America. Well, they did. <laughs> they were here, ever here, and then George Washington, 32nd degree Freemasonry, trading on the checkerboard. Listen, you guys, what is hidden in the bowels of the nations? You're going to see it. And there will be no more valley of decision, and there will be no more lukewarm. Because when the bowels of the earth and the spirit life of what's underneath the hearts of the nations in the earth, in the bowels of the earth, in the earthen vessels, when that's revealed, people are going to choose sides. Are you going to go with Satan or Jesus, and it's going to be cut and dry? Are you going to follow the red dragon, the false prophet, and the beast into the lake of fire? And you'll be shocked, you guys. People are so stubborn, many will. I've already watched dozens of people go that way and already cut themselves off. But our hope is in the resurrection and the life that many people that are spit out of Hades will come into Zion and come into true spiritual and moral resurrection in the Lord Jesus. And the throne of grace will be a fountain of life in their bellies. And it will blaze through their hearts and transform and transfigure their minds. And they'll live the Zoe life on earth. As it's written, the righteous shall inherit the earth, but the wicked you'll look for them and not find them, for God will have taken them in the name of Jesus. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, prophetic ministry, removing wickedness out of the nations. Magnify this ministry. Your support of this ministry magnifies this prophetic message through the natural dimension. Donate at redletterman.com. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.